you know, at the end of the day, I was just like a screen. I always say I was a scream looking for a mouth. Like I had no, um, I had this, this energy and this, um, enthusiasm and I had this drive, but it was misdirected because I hadn't found my voice. All right. So that little snippet right there was from our last guest, Noah Sloan. He was a high school dropout. He was abusing drugs and he was really lost. He knew he had something to give to the world, but he didn't know how to do it. So what did he do? He just kept using and using until he stumbled upon a little guy named Robert Downing Jr. who took him under his wing, found a way to give him a path, showed him where to go, and has really helped develop him into the person he is today. Now, Noah is working on his own luxury perfume brand, as well as building up his company called Social Authentic. This week, we overcome with Noah. Observant in the way he views the world around him. Versatile. He's a man of many talents and skills, so much so that Robert Downey Jr. knows it too. Energy. It affects and inspires those people around him. Rooted. Understand where he's from and stays connected to that. Caring. Has a huge heart and wears it on his sleeve. Opportunistic. When a chance pops up, he doesn't wait for it to come to him. He goes out and gets it. Motivated. As if nothing can stop him. Eternal. Like the fire that keeps him going. This week on the Young and Dumb Podcast, we have Noah. What's going on, everyone? It's your favorite co-host from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, back at it again with the Young and Dumb Podcast. We have a very special guest all the way from Cali, from the West Coast. Noah, join the party with us. Noah, say what's up to the people. What's going on? So no, it's 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 our pleasure to have you on board with us today, and we know you've got your hands in a lot of different things. So we're going to introduce you to the Young and Dumb way, waste no more time, and get right into it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. So let us know who you are and what's your story. Uh, I'm Noah Sloan. I am a first and foremost high school dropout. Um, I left high school, and I actually left mid-senior year. Uh, I was kind of a, I guess a bad kid is like the way to put it, you know? Um, so I left high school and I sold drugs and I hustled and I did whatever I could. And, um, and I, you know, and I had actually a problem with, with drugs and alcohol for a long time. It's a big part of my story. Um, I was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I was just like a screen. I always say I was a screen looking for a mouth. Like I had no, um, I had this, this energy and this, um, enthusiasm and I had this drive, but it was misdirected because I hadn't found my voice. So it was just like inside me and I didn't know how to find my voice, you know? Um, and so, you know, cut to, I end up getting sober after years, and I—I I, I mean, like years of trying. It took me to get my first thirty days clean and sober. It took me about thirty. Uh, it took me about eight, nine years, eight wow. years to get third to get my first thirty days, and 
I have, uh, I have nine and a half years sober now. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, that's a big part of my story, but what's interesting is cause I was, I was downtown Julie Brown kind of like guy, like, you know, I liked, I liked being out in the streets. I liked, um, I romanticized it, you know? And so <clears throat> it's weird to talk about sometimes because I think about that person and I literally, it's, it's like almost like a dream. I can't remember. I know because I wrote, I did so much writing when I got clean that I, because I had to remind myself I wanted records so that I did remember, but some of the things that I did, you know, it was always about, it was always selfish behavior to get what I wanted. You know, whatever I did was how can I get mine? Um, and when I think about that now, it's, it's such an opposite, you know, um, it's such an opposite of who, who I am. Um, but so it cut to, I, I got sober. I had about four months clean. I'm going to leave out the, the sort of, um, war stories, if you will, just cause it's really not important. I, I, I just want to say like, what's important is if someone is out there and they're struggling, like if I can get clean and flip my life, anyone can do it straight up. So, um, so I end up, I get four months clean. I'm, I have no driver's license. Uh, I'm literally using t-shirts to wipe my ass because I couldn't afford toilet paper. I couldn't fucking pay for electricity. I, uh, you know, I was, I had an eviction notice and it was like way past when that should be. And I locked myself in a house and I got clean. I committed. I basically said, I'm just going to do it. So I, and I threw my phone out the window of this. And when, when I say an apartment, like that's like giving it a lot of credit. This was a box, like my kitchen, bathroom and everything were in the same like closet space basically. Um, and so I, I locked myself in and I did it. I didn't go to rehab. Um, this was the time. This was like that moment. I had like a moment of clarity. Um, and I got clean four months into it. I ended up meeting Robert Downey Jr. And it's such a, it's such a weird sort of story. But so I ended up meeting him and I can't remember it because even regardless of the fact that I was sober, um, I, you know what? That's not true. I, let me re, re rewind that for a second and tell you exactly what happened. I forgot. Mm -hmm. So I didn't meet him this time. I met him back when I was trying to get clean. The, like when it was in and out and I was trying to get sober and trying to change my life. So I'd met him then. Right. And I don't remember how, cause I was still kind of loaded at this AA meeting. Um, not to break anonymity, but whatever. Uh, so I was kind of loaded at the time. And somehow we connected. I don't remember if someone introduced me or how it went down. And the next thing I knew, he was um, just, uh, he became a, a mentor, let's call it. Because I just don't want to get too deep into like the anonymous side of things, you know, mm -hmm. um, just for, I don't care, but I, I, I like to protect, you know, people close to me, their privacy, because I haven't checked with them to, so anyways, he ends up helping me and this is where I believe everything changed, which is he never gave up. So I was lying constantly. I'd get a little time and then I'd lie and then I'd be using and then, you know, and like to the point where like 
to be my friend was like kind of didn't really exist right because how can you be someone's friend who's not accountable for they're constantly lying they're not sober and they have a drug problem right Mm -hmm. so he didn't give up though like i i'm serious like i remember going to set to meet him in the middle of the night because something happened to me or whatever and he would send someone to pick me up and it's pretty amazing actually i get a little choked up thinking about it because like i didn't have that in any human being you know and so he didn't give up and he stuck with me, stuck with me. And then now cut to the time where I lock myself in the place and I end up getting sober. Right. At that time he was still with me and mentoring or whatever you want to call it. Right. So um, he's still with me and four months into it and I'm, I'm going to a meetings. I'm going to two meetings a day and I'm going seven days a week. So the first 90 days, I went to 180 AA meetings because I was that serious, right? So about three, four months, and I never asked him for anything, nothing. Like, and I was still struggling. Like, just because I got clean didn't mean I wasn't getting evicted, right? It didn't mean that, like, mm-hmm. the power was back on. But I was willing to go to any length to get sober this time, like, straight up. So I, I commit, and I do it. And about three months into it, he's like, he hits me and says, Hey, so I was wondering if you want to come to Hawaii and photograph just the trip with my family. Right. And he had been doing Tropic Thunder at that time. And so I was like, yeah, no doubt. So something happened. No, he wasn't doing Tropic Thunder. He was, this was a vacation. Something happened. He got the movie due date. He had to cancel that trip. Calls me from New Mexico where most of it was shot, hits me up and says, yo, I know that things got changed, but why don't you go to my house? I need to have someone I trust. By the way, like I have four months sober. I've done nothing but lied to the guy. And he says to me, I need someone I trust. And there's a lesson in there. Giving trust is the greatest way to trust somebody and to build trust. Giving blind trust. Um, And that's what he did. He gave me blind trust. And he said, I need someone to catalog all my possessions take pictures, put in a book, lay it out, you know, sort of like go through it, create a little catalog. So I did that, right? I took the bus from Hollywood to the Palisades, which every day, which basically Hollywood to the Palisades is, um, I don't know, it's like about an hour and 20, hour and 15 minutes on the bus. Took it every day, there and back. Did the job. Uh, No one believed I would last. The people, the other people that worked for him were like, I don't want to say hating, but they're like, dude, this kid, are you crazy? Because I mind you, I was 117 pounds when I got clean. So they had met me when I first got clean. Um, Yeah. So I was 117 pounds. I had hair like down to here. I was greasy, pathetic. Like he said, I looked like some teen teen pop star that like had like a moment at 15 and then lost his career and was just pathetic ever since. Yeah. So essentially... Um, I did that job and about, I don't know, a month, two months into it, they said, Hey, why don't you just stay on? You're done with the job. We really like having you. So I ended up becoming a runner, which is not an assistant. It's just straight up Aaron boy. Like he had assistants. I was Aaron Mm. boy. I did that every, like, I can't tell you how many miles I drove. Right. And he ended up renting me a car. So I had a car to rent a, a car to drive at this point. I'm running errands. He's paying me and, um, and I just busted my ass. Like I just said yes to everything. Right. 
time goes on now about a year and a half year into it. And I end up kind of becoming an assistant at that time. He decides to buy me a car. Okay. I got my license back by the way and insurance. And I actually ended up getting a new apartment. Um, and then about two years into the job, I end up getting a, he had a problem with his wardrobe stylist and I basically said, dude, she's bringing you the same garbage every time. Like she's not even changing it up. And he's like, well, can you do better? And I said, yeah, I could do better. Like no experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So I say, yeah, of course. So he's like, okay, fine. Challenge. Go out and get me a look for this event coming up. And the missus, his wife, I did. They ended up keeping, I pulled, I pulled off the store because I wasn't a stylist yet. So it wasn't samples. Pulled off the floor, did memo. They ended up buying every single look that I bought, that I pulled. And about a week later, they told me that I was hired and they were going to want me to be their stylist. And that was like a pay increase or whatever. But, you know, the, the real truth was like from day one, it was never about the money. Today, it's mm -hmm. still never about the money. It's not. It's the experience. And it's um, I believe that when we show up and we give 180% straight up and expect nothing. And our purpose is to serve and help others. Like we are granted the most insane life. Like I believe that with all my heart, you know? And so I did that. And then I became kind of like his branding guy. And, you know, I was doing working on endorsement deals and like, I'm a high school dropout. Like I said, you know, like I sold drugs, doesn't matter. And that, that's sort of my, my whole point is like, you can do whatever the fuck you want straight up. And, um, you know, I get emotional saying that cause like I, I see on, I observe a lot on social media and I'll stop talking mm -hmm. about the background, but I observe a lot and, um, everyone's looking for that, that Lambo, right there. Everyone's looking for the fucking the shoe and the watches and the, you know, and like, and there's a lot of fronting going on and, um, and like real talk, authenticity is sincerely the greatest asset that I've ever found, you know, and I, and I fall short a lot guys. Like even in my recovery, you know, throughout the years, like I've made some major mistakes. I've done some fucked up shit, you know, like, but I had to because that's my experience and I just don't judge myself. Why would I? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, man. So now I'm, um, so then, you know, went through a rough patch. I left him, I left him after about six years, started a, an app startup company, got into a, a little bit of a legal dispute. Um, I basically created the concept and my partner at the time, big learning curve, he, uh, he got a proprietary patent um, for, for this hardware that we created that plugs into the phone, the app's out. I ended up getting litigation, can't get too into it. I couldn't afford because at that time I'd been living off my previous job savings for about two years. And um, he knew that and he drained me. And then by the time we got an investor who wanted to give us half a million dollars on the spot. And he was someone who took Costco and made them public back in the day. So this dude was legit. Um, and he was one of the co-founders of Upfront Ventures as well. So he says that I, and basically he's like, so let's figure out how our agreement's going to be. And I'm like, at that point, I didn't even say anything. I was like, I just thought, okay, something's not right. I said, what do you mean? 
like, well, well, how much do you want compared to my percentage, et cetera? I said, oh, I thought, I was like, you know what? Let me take a night to think about it. And I had to put a, put together an advisory board and the advisory board, I asked them and they said, that doesn't sound right, man. Figure it out, see what he's asking for. So the whole, our whole advisory board was, were my people. And these were guys who sold companies 250, 300, $400 million, right? These were big time advice. Like it was a big deal to get them. Um, and they were all, they all had my back. And so ended up long story short with that, I ended up getting, finding out that he got the preliminary patent in his name. He was planning this for a long time. I was drained. I, and because the company yet, like it wasn't worth anything yet. Right. Like that was back when startups, you could raise money off a deck and like some software or some hardware, you know what I mean? Like, it was real easy to get dough then. So um, I ended up finding a lawyer who believed in me and we bluffed as hard as we could. We had a lot of, of, of like hard, you know, written facts and we had a lot of emails where it was like contracty, you know, and it definitely on the deck, I was the co-founder and I was going to be the uh, CMO of the company. Um, and, uh, and I ended up getting 12% of the company somewhere around there, non-dilutable. Um, so if the company sells, cool that messed me up. Um, it really did. It fucked me up because I put a, I put everything into that, you know, and I lived off savings. And so I went through a struggle. And then recently there was a period about nine months ago where I was living in my car for a little. Um, and I decided that's when I started my podcast, no fronts. And I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically, I'm going to build a, business one there were two things at the time i'm going to build two businesses i am going to not ask for anything from anybody i'm going to bust my ass and i'm going to go back to the principles that got me to where i was before um and like you know again i was just as happy as i was then by the way as i am now that's like facts so mindset is real crazy if you think about it because i could say like having literally nothing like going and using change to buy food, whatever, you know, whatever it is like, um, and like go skipping meals for like 24 hours, like did that recently within the year. Right. So, but I was fine. I was happy. There were moments where I, it was like, fuck, this sucks, but I was all good, you know? And, um, and I committed to doing it and I did it. And now I'm like, I've got a business and it's, I've got two businesses. Um, I have social authentic media, which is, uh, I'd like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to transform it into a media company, um, a real, a real media company. But for now, what I've been doing and what's been paying the bills is, um, is social, uh, is Instagram growth, organic growth, um, and marketing. Um, I haven't spent a dollar on advertising. That's the other thing. What I did was even when I was broke, like struggled out. I gave free service for three months to anyone that wanted it because I knew what that meant, right? Like a relationship, it, the, the value in a relationship is tenfold stronger than a dollar, you know, like, like some extra, you know, money at the beginning, right? Like, fuck that. Who cares? Mm -hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to offer free service. And I'm going to be different and I'm going to flip the script and I'm just going to keep giving and not expect anything in return. So I did that. Never needed to market. Now, I'm getting subscriptions. It's a subscription program after subscription, after subscription to the point where like 
I'm trying to hire more people and, um, and it's just nuts. Like, and, and so what, with that said, it's, I'm seven days a week working anywhere between 15 to 17 hours a day, no matter what. Um, and I've got a fragrance brand. So like within the two years, it's so crazy. I got, I'd always been obsessed with like fragrance, like fine fragrance perfumes. I taught myself after about two years, how to make fine fragrance perfume. I practiced until I was good at it. And now I'm one of the only fine fragrance perfumers in the U S like doesn't exist. Like this isn't half ass shit. This is like proper. Like I sell a bottle now. It's been selling out of the one store I'm in. I haven't tried to get in anywhere else. 195 for a 50, uh, 30 ML bottle. Like that's wow. small. And, um, <clears throat> my buddy just gave me a, hit me with a text yesterday cause he sold out that Steven Tyler came in the shop and was like, he said he went nuts for it and that he couldn't sell it to him because he didn't have any left. So like my life today is different. Like it just is like it. And, and, but the thing is that I'm not, I, in, I like, I can genuinely say that I am just as happy right now as I was six months ago and nine months ago. I'm not just as happy as I was not happy nine years ago, you know, but, but while I'm clean and, and at least, you know, I make mistakes, but I'm conscious of it. And I try and mend it as quickly as possible. I'm definitely not perfect. And I definitely have flaws. No, yeah, I, lo I love everything that you just said. And congrats on being sober for, you said, nine years, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. kudos to that. That's, That's huge. huge. That's amazing. That's man. real big. And like all the things that you speak to, whether it's giving and not asking for anything in return, whether it's being patient, whatever it is, like all those messages are things that we speak to. And I really want to dive deep on one, one specific thing, which is uh, when you were just getting sober and you were talking, um, this was when Robert Downey Jr., before he offered you the job to be an errand boy and anything like that, how long were you grinding being Robert Downey Jr.'s errand boy before you had some sort of substantial like finance behind you that you weren't living in a tiny apartment wiping your butt with a t-shirt like how long uh, was that's that? that's the interesting thing actually is that like probably for about a year like i didn't i didn't even during even when i was hired i didn't fucking tell him i didn't complain and that's not because like i'm i'm like holier than now or like my principles are so on point that like nah it's because i had i had always depended on people in the past and so like when i got clean this time that was part of my commitment to myself which was i am not going to ask anyone for nothing like straight up i'm not gonna ask anyone for anything i don't care what i do or what i'm going through i'm not gonna ask i'm just gonna fucking fight and grind and work my ass off and and fucking eat shit and whatever and I did that and I did that for about over a year until I was like, kind of, you know, but like, yeah, I didn't, he was renting me a car. He was, you know, I was taking the bus before that. Like I, you know, I was, by the way, I, I couldn't at that time, that's the brokest I'd ever been right before I got clean. And I would have to go, I would go in the grocery store and I just like eat food and like walk around and then like hide it behind like a soup can or whatever. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to highlight that that timeline because a lot of people in your position may get sober, right, for a little bit and then get a little 
part-time job or something that it might be and then realize oh this part-time job is not for me and it's i can't do this but you stuck it out you stuck it out and it, yeah. it blossomed into what you are today so that's what i really want to get across yeah and uh, uh real quick you know what i what that just that just brought something up for me is um is is just like in like in like self-esteem comes from doing steam esteemable acts um and so like i practiced esteemable acts you know like i always say to people a lot of people lately have been asking if i coach like life coach or whatever and and i i give and if someone wants my help i i give as much as i possibly can that's a that's more that's top priority always that's never going to go away in my life um and and one thing i always i always like to share is like you know, people are like, I'm in, you know, I, I'm not good enough or I can't do that. It's like, instead of trying to be the best and trying to achieve the best and, you know, all those things and you want to have self-esteem, it's like, I tell people constantly practice, change your mindset. We're not, you're not a practitioner. You're not a pro yet. Like, what can you do every day? What can you practice every day that's going to make you feel better? And that's esteemable acts. That's what, like being of service, helping someone expecting nothing in return is that's what, I mean, even little things like making your bed every day, creating a practice of a routine and a lifestyle that you want and practicing it, practicing it. Pra today, I still say that I practice those things. I'm still practicing it. You know what I mean? And the day that I'm like, uh, I'm the best at like being on time, like I'm a fucking tool because like really like it's, I'm just trying to be good at something and the best way for me to get there is by practicing these little these little principles throughout the way that uh, that help me put me in line and create integrity and create um, you know create a, a person that people can rely on and they respect. A hundred percent. And I mean, just hearing your story, like listening to you talk, uh, there's, there's so many things I, I want to point out, and I don't know where to start, so I'm just gonna start off from wherever I feel comfortable. First, I want to say that, again, congrats on your sobriety. I think that's huge. Um, big kudos to you. Me personally, I just lost my favorite childhood rapper, uh, Mac Miller. Uh, rest in peace, peace Mac. Um, so that's huge. The, the fact that you you push yourself to, to get sober and, um, and you beat it. Honestly, you did. Um, next point, uh, your story is a, a true testament to um, several different things, your resilience, um, your audacity, your, your drive, your passion, um, your, your focus towards making yourself better and changing that mindset. Like that's something that we're, we're really big on um, with the young dumb, like having that mindset, like changing, shifting your mind to better yourself and help you achieve your goals. Like though you never graduated high, high school, You've accomplished an incredible amount of things. Like you, you beat a drug addiction. You started a, a multi-million-dollar app. Essentially, um, you started your own fragrance company. Like all these are incredible things that um, not everyone can say they do. And this is with going an untraditional route. And through all of this, you're still the same authentic human being that you are from day one. And that's what I absolutely love. Um, 
And if you if you take a second and speak a little bit more about the mindset, I'd I'd love to hear some more just to to really settle it in or like drill it in for for those listening. Um, like what it really takes to you know chase your dreams and get after it. Well, what you guys are doing, you know, like you guys are putting out the um, you're creating a space where people feel comfortable to share these things, and that's beautiful. So I want to say thank you to you, you, you both, because um, I'm, you know, I, I really didn't, I'm not going to front, like I didn't have time to even, I asked what the, what your account was today. You know, like I committed to doing this just because I say yes to everything really. Um, and, uh, and I looked at it today and I was like, wow, it's crazy how the universe works. Cause this is right up my alley. Like I want to, this is, this is my, this is, these are my people, you know? So I want to say what you guys are doing is dope and keep doing it and your commitment and also your professionalism on the back end, like you guys have it down. So I think that's really good. Um, so, so can you just be a little more specific. Like you mean like, what, what do I do on a, like, what, what do you mean by, um, getting more into the mindset. So like, um, with, with the ups and downs, um, you face several setbacks. Um, and I guess a, a testament to your, uh, your resilience or your, your, um, your need to push back, fight back and grind to get back to the top. Like, well, like shit happens. I failed. What's next? Like what's I coming like- up next? You want to know a dirty secret of mine? I kind of like when bad shit happens because I like, I've been like, I think I posted something in this, uh, uh, something about this on social authentic once was like, I love being like the, I love like a good comeback story. And I love like being against the odds. Like it's because, Oh no, I didn't. I share, I spoke somewhere about something recently. You know what it was? I said was I literally, like I used to be such a complainer and such a victim. Right. And when my, when I had this sort of like, I guess it's, you know, a lot of what I do is spiritual as well. Like I incorporate spirituality and it's not like some Jesus shit, just straight up my own spirituality that I do, um, which has been a big part of my recovery, my life and my growth. And, you know, one of the things with that is like, we get rewarded like when I can go to sleep at night and I hit the pillow and like, I'm like, it's all good. I'm not thinking about someone who fucked me over. I fucked over. It's like, I could care less. Right. Like genuinely when I'm at that spot, like I'm so connected with the universe and I'm so connected with human beings. I'm calm and comfortable looking someone in the eyes, having a conversation and being real. Like I love that, you know? And, I guess like I kind of invite any like bad shit into my life, not because like I want bad shit to happen, but because like I've practiced being positive during, during the hardest times so much that I feel like I almost excel. It's like, you know, like it's like a, uh, I'm like an in the crunch uh, player, you know, I'm like Kobe back in the day. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I perform so much better, like with like three seconds on the clock. You know, I get that. I get that a hundred percent, and that's interesting. I, and I feel like that that pressure, that um, that 
energy kind of gets to you and kind of makes you perform at your best, which I think is an, an incredible, incredible uh, trait that you have. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that things have uh, finally turned around um, for you in the end. Uh, but I actually want to take this opportunity to shift focus a little bit um, back to your entire journey. And I want to take that journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to a hundred percent, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? On my personal loading bar, like, mm -hmm. like, like, could I, um, I would say on like what I'm doing, what I could be doing, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Is that what you sort of mean? Uh, 45%. Okay. So I could be, I could be, I, I could always be doing more always. And now tell me, tell me what a hundred percent looks like. hundred percent would be consistent with exercise. Um, Cause that's important to get my mind clear. Um, I would be helping more people on a personal level. I find that I've, because I think that's important. I find that because of the kind of little community that I've attracted on my social media now, I, uh, I help so many people virtually, right? Which is cool. It's fine. Um, but I'd like to, uh, I'd like to extend my hand out to like people around my town in LA or whatever, you know, um, that's one thing. I mean, really that's it. Like, but those are big things, especially the exercise. Like that's a huge deal. You know, like it's important. And I go through phases and like, I try and practice it. I try so hard and then I like fall off and I, I know that it's important you know, but that's pretty much it right now. I'd like to, no, I'm good. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe I lowballed myself, you know, but I like doing that. Cause I like to like, I like to, uh, underwhelm people and then like excite them, you know, because of what I have going. It's like a, something that I'm really conscious. I try and do that as much as I can. Definitely. I, f I feel like you're, you're one of those type of people that like you set a bar but you know you're going to beat it, but you set that bar so you can obtain that goal and move on to the next one and move on to the next one. Move no on. doubt. A hundred percent. It's, I say I'm going to do, you know, I can make commitments to myself. I'll say I'll do something two times a week. I know I'm going to do it five, but I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to like set myself up, you know, like for, for, for making myself feel bad. Right. Like why would I want to do that? So I tend to keep my sort of commitments because I, yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, I get that 100%, man. So with that, we get to move on to our favorite part, which is the deep thinking question. So are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's imagine 100 years from now, it's your last day on earth, right? And you've been able to accomplish everything that you've ever wanted to. You've helped everyone in LA. You've made the world an amazing place. But on this last day, everything that you've ever touched disappears. And you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Um, fucking up people's mindsets. Just making people really just fucking switch the script and like have a perspective change, like truly. And, and like, and not because I told them to, but by my, like, I really want that to be one thing where like, it's because of my actions, not because of me telling anyone. I don't tell people what to do, but like through watching what I do, 
and seeing what kind of impact I had on the world, if I'm lucky enough to do that, that's one of them, no doubt. Um, two, I'd love to, uh, I want, I want, I want kids and I want them to, I want to build some kind of legacy, you know? Um, and three would be to at that point, get over my fear of flying. I fly, but like, it's nuts how bad it is. So <laughs> like I'm, and I won't even front, like try and be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm this bad boy. I had this pet, like, okay. But I, I am scared of flying. I'm scared of rats and I'm terrified of possums. <laughs> Those are all very justified fears. There we go. Very justified, but I'm sure one day you'll, you'll get over them sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, second question for you. We're still in that 120 year range or so. Um, and you look onto your shelf one day, uh, your kids grab, grab a book and it happens to be your autobiography of your entire life. So you open the book, you turn to that first chapter and it's your entire life up into this very second. What is the title of that chapter? Wait, the chapter one one chapter is my entire life in oh, one so chapter. Like, so no, right now, like as we're speaking in the moment, yeah, your that first chapter is that part of your life. Wow, that's interesting. Um, what's the chapter? It's Authenticity always- or die. Okay. I like it. Authenticity or die. I mean, I guess it, it, that just speaks to your brand. That just speaks to who you are because everything that you've spoken today is all about authenticity. Nothing, nothing left to the imagination, nothing that you lied about, just the straight up truth. I just, I just think, I just think like, what the fuck do we hide shit for? Like, why are we trying to, who are we trying to be? People want authenticity. They crave it. And yet everybody's trying to do that other thing that like they think they're going to like the car and the show off and the whole deal in the front. But like, no one wants that. People are starving for authentic. Most definitely. All right. So before we ask our last question, um, give yourself a shout out. Where can people get in contact with you? If they want to, where can they find all your work? What's the base, best place to talk to you? Um, well, first and foremost to anybody out there who's struggling in any type of way like i will put my i swear on my mother that i will drop everything that i do like for the dollar whatever for the hustle to stop my day and help somebody if they ask for my help like that is hands to god the truth so anybody going through something hit me up on social authentic that's my instagram if you dm me there you send me a dm on social authentic i will and you and you reference this show in any way or i mean anyone can hit me up but if you reference this show like i will literally jump for you for whatever it is however i can help you and however i can serve um so social authentic is where i believe that instagram is is uh is unbelievable it's can be totally toxic but it has but it's also unbelievable um so that's like that's one of the platforms and that's sort of well, my business, I'm not trying to grow my, I'm not trying to plug my business and like get business right now, but that is where I, um, where I've excelled my business. And then, uh, Twitter is we are Sam. 
So it's like, we are social authentic Indians. We are Sam. Um, and then, uh, my podcast is on every platform. Um, and it's no fronts. And, uh, and then I have a YouTube channel that I need to put more work into. Um, cause I kind of like paused on it just cause it's, it's hard to upload really. And like, get like, it's like, they make it as difficult as they possibly can to put quality content on YouTube. But that is uh, social authentic media. You can find it under social authentic media, um, Facebook page, social authentic. I'm on every platform you could imagine, but um, yeah, you can find me anywhere pretty much. And it's usually under social authentic. Awesome. So if you're out there listening, you want to get in contact with Noah, you just heard where to get in contact with him. So our last question, what is a question that you wish that we asked you? For my help in any possible way. For your help. Okay. For my help in any possible way. Like to basically say, will you shout us out? Because I would love to, to answer your question. Yeah, I, sure. By all means. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm Much love. around. I will. <laughs> I will. <definitely. laughs> now, we, we do appreciate... Um, no, we do appreciate you coming onto the podcast. We know it's uh it's late over there. Um oh, good. but we, we do appreciate you taking the time out of your day, sharing your story, which um which is it's extremely impactful, very, very impactful by the way. Um and you know, dropping some knowledge with us. So again, a big get your grind up young and dumb thank you um from us to you. It was a pleasure and honestly I'm just humbled to you guys invited me on, honestly much much love um and for everyone listening out there if you want to learn a little bit more about noah you can hop on our website getyourgrindup.com or you can find us on social twitter instagram facebook at get your grind up we'll be back a little later in the week with another incredible episode episode 82 coming very soon it's your favorite co-host from the east coast justin gary signing out from the young and dumb podcast always remember we are all young and dumb and never forget Show grind up. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.